and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week's show is all about meeting the characters at Disney World on a budget, so let's dive in. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 41. Meeting the characters is a quintessential part of a Disney World vacation. If you've never been, you might be skeptical and wondering if you or even your kids are really going to care about meeting Mickey or Cinderella. But I think you'll be surprised at how much fun it is to meet and interact with these characters. And it could even have end up being the highlight of your vacation. I have the best memory of taking my one-year-old daughter to meet Tigger at Animal Kingdom and watching the two of them play a little game and my daughter squeal with delight. So if you're visiting Disney World on a tight budget, you might be wondering how to have the best experience meeting the characters without shelling out tons of cash. And I have lots of tips for you. But first, I'm thrilled I get to thank two new patrons this week. So special thanks to Denise and Holly who are supporting this show and my site with a small monthly contribution. And they're getting access to special patrons only content. In fact, right after this recording, I'm going to record a special podcast episode just for patrons with my three favorite hidden gem dining locations in Disney World. So I share things I'm not really that comfortable sharing with the general public because I'd like to keep them good. So if you would like more information about how to become a patron of the show and get access to this content, head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Budget Mouse. Okay, let's talk the characters at Disney World. So if you've never been, first thing you should know is there are two types of characters. There are face characters and fur characters. So just like it sounds, fur characters are in a a suit of some kind, usually fur covered. And face characters are just people dressed up in costume with makeup and what have you. So I count five different ways that you can meet the characters at Disney World. And there might be some that I'm missing, but this is what I figure. Are character meals where you go to a sit down meal of some kind. It can be a buffet, a family style meal where the food is brought to your table, or sometimes you even order off a menu. And characters come around the restaurant and spend a little time with each table. And so I'm gonna give you tips on doing these on a budget later in the show, but I'm gonna go to my next way. So my next way is meet and greet attractions. These are a permanent location. Some of them are highly themed where characters meet people continuously throughout the day. You can either wait in in line in a standby queue or many of them offer fast pass. A third kind is scheduled meets throughout the parks at certain times. And these are more sporadic and they're not at a themed location. They can just be right by a bush in the Epcot Pavilion, for example. But there usually will be a sign marking that that is a character meet and greet location and with the times listed on that. Um, The fourth way are special events. So people sometimes will go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party with the intent to meet a lot of characters. And that can sometimes work and sometimes not. More on that in a bit. And then the last way, which is my favorite, are the spontaneous character appearances. 
appearances that happen throughout the park randomly. And there's not much rhyme or reason to these, though some of them can be predictable. My favorite memory is riding the carousel in Magic Kingdom with Anastasia and Drizella. They were hysterical. They were quizzing the people on the carousel about the songs. Now everyone name this song and five points to whoever gets it right first. And they were off the hook as they always are. So those you never know when you're going to get a little extra magic from the characters. Now, as far as meeting the characters on a budget, my favorite option is free, of course, and that is to get a fast pass for a character meet and greet. So I went and did a little research into all of the character meet and greets that you can get a fast pass for, so I'm gonna rattle them off for you. You can meet Mickey at Town Square Theater at Magic Kingdom. These are all gonna be at Magic Kingdom, these first ones I tell you about. Tinkerbell at Town Square Theater. Princess Fairy Tale Hall, and there are two separate meet and greets there with two princesses each. You can do Enchanted Tales with Belle with a fast pass, and that is just Belle, and then Ariel in her grotto. At Epcot, there's just one, the character spot, though you meet three different characters. And at Animal Kingdom, there's Adventures Outpost, and you meet Mickey and Minnie together there in Safari Garb. The thing about character meet and greets is that the lines move very slowly because the characters spend a few minutes with each person that comes through the line. So I really do like to get a fast pass for at least one of them in the park. And my favorites are probably Princess Fairytale Hall with Cinderella and right now it's Elena of Avalor. Um, the setting is gorgeous. You wait and it appears to be like inside Cinderella's castle. So I always told my daughter, you know, Cinderella's gonna meet you inside her castle just right here's how you get in. And you wind back in there and her glass slippers on display in a case that's all lit up, it's gorgeous. And then it's highly themed and really fun and very believable that you're really going to meet Cinderella at her castle. And she's entertaining these other princesses there for the day who are gonna meet you as well. So that is my favorite one in Magic Kingdom. I really like Mickey and Minnie together at Animal Kingdom in their safari garb. The setting is really great, and for whatever reason, they seem to get really good interaction out of the characters. And I like the character spot at Epcot as well because the backgrounds there are really colorful, whimsical, um, a bit sentimental for me because it's Epcot, and I've always loved that park since I was a kid. So those are my favorite attractions to get a fast pass for and not have to wait in those terrible long lines, and you don't have to pay a thing for fast pass. And there are other established meet and greets that don't offer fast pass. So these include Pete's Silly Sideshow and Magic Kingdom, which is another one of my favorites. There's four characters in their circus outfits, and the line can get long later in the day, though. But if you hit it up first thing in the morning, it's usually short. Anna and Elsa are in the Norway Pavilion, another wonderful meet and greet. Mickey and Minnie now meet at Hollywood Studios in their Hollywood outfits. And then Animation Courtyard at Hollywood Studios has Star Wars characters. They change sometimes, but right now I believe it's BB-8, Kylo Ren, and Chewbacca. And I met Chewbacca last year and had a talk with him about how he scared me at my birthday party when I was a little kid. It was my dad dressed up as Chewbacca, I believe, came to a birthday party of mine intending to, you know, be a hit and um, terrified me. But we made up. Chewbacca gave me a big hug and apologized in his Wookiee way. And um, we're moving on. At all of these meet and greets, there will be Disney PhotoPass photographers present. And you might think that you can only have access to the photos from them if you're paying for the full um, Memory Maker package, which is not cheap. It starts at what, $169. However, PhotoPass photographers are happy to take a picture 
with your own device, with your cell phone or with your camera. You can just hand it to them or hand it to the person who's um, the handler who's greeting people as they come in. Just hand them and say, oh, could you take a picture with mine? And they are happy to do it. It is not a problem. And you'll get a nice quality photo taken by the photographer um, on your own device. And so I always do that if I don't have PhotoPass at the time. Um, also with PhotoPass, if you just want maybe one, the best of your pictures from the meet and greets that you did, you can download one photo for, but I think it's still $15. And then you can do whatever you want with that. You get the photo, you get the download file, and then you can print it at a cheap place for as much as you want as many copies as you want. There is another meet and greet I want to tell you about, and that is for Visa Disney Visa card holders. And there are two of them. One is at Epcot. It is from 1 to 7 p.m., and it's now at the Imagination Pavilion. For a long time, it was found in Innovations West, so its new location might throw some people off, so it might be a good chance to go. So you do have to have a Disney Visa card, and it can be the free version. It doesn't have to have the annual fee, and you can um, you have to have the card with you when you physically go there. So you'll either meet Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, or Goofy, and you also will get free downloads of the pictures, which is a great option if you don't have PhotoPass. The other Visa cardholder meet and greet is at Hollywood Studios, and right now it's just Kylo Ren. He meets from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Star Wars Launch Bay. Okay, let's talk autographs. So at all of the meet and greets and the meals as well, the character meals as well, most of the characters will sign an autograph for you. So even the fur characters who look like there's no way that they could grab a pen in those awkward paws, they can still do it and it's amazing to watch. So they will sign an autograph book and many other items, but you do have to bring your own pen or marker. So these are some of my favorite ideas for things to have the characters sign. Um, I found some free character autograph cards that you can print out on cardstock at home and then take them with you to the parks and they have like the characters pictures on them and some nice like border or what have you. And I'm putting a link to my favorite ones in the show notes. And those are really nice. Then when you get home, you can put them in a cheap Disney photo album from the Dollar Tree, what have you, and have the picture of you guys meeting the characters opposite of the um, signature. And it's a great keepsake. Um, people in the Facebook group have been talking about photo mat lately. And um, then you can put a nice, your favorite of the meet and greet pictures inside the mat in a frame. And it's a nice way to see all the character signatures. Also, sometimes they'll bring different colors pens or, or like um, fine point sharpie markers in a bunch of different colors to make it really colorful along the photo mat. And people are asking, how do you like carry that around the parks without it getting damaged? And people are suggesting to put it in a quart size Ziploc bag and even like a piece of cardboard behind it to keep it so it doesn't bend. Uh, other cute ideas include a baseball cap and you would need a fabric marker for that as well as a pillowcase, but bring something hard to put under it so they can write on it um, and a t-shirt. But this is as long as you aren't wearing it. So they can't sign anything that you're actually physically wearing and they can't like sign your arm or anything. So that's just something to know about. Um, but here's my favorite cheap and easy option that requires little effort and little money is to find a spiral bound four by six note cards. And I have found them at for a dollar or two at Target or the dollar store. Um, they're easy to carry around because they're spiral bound and you can just stick them in a quart size Ziploc bag. And then later you can tear them out and put them opposite the photo in a scrapbook and it requires no printing or work. It's easy to turn around. So that is my favorite option. Now let's talk character dining. So there are many choices for character dining. Some are inside the theme parks and some are located at the resorts outside of the theme parks. 
as I mentioned, some are buffets, some are family style meals, and some you order off a menu. You do meet about four characters at each meal. They come around to the table, but you've got to be there when they visit because they will not come back. I learned that the hard day when we took a bathroom break and missed Goofy one time. <laughs> my daughter was very upset. So the, my thing about character dining is that it's very stimulating. Like this is not a relaxed meal. It's high intensity, is a lot going on, and I find them to be a lot. Um, and so I usually limit them to just one per trip, if any at all. And that is not just because they're expensive, which they are very expensive, but I find them to be overloading to the senses, and especially for little kids. But people love them, and some people do a character meal every day. So if your budget allows that and you don't find them to be too much, then go for it, of course. So there's breakfast, lunch, and dinner at some locations, and there's just certain meals at others. And the thing that's tricky about character dining, it's very hard to determine the actual cost before you go. Disney doesn't publish their costs, and they change them all the time. So they can boost a, the price for holiday pricing, which can be anything to them, and they can change the price whenever they want. So example, everything I'd read on the internet said that the Bon Voyage breakfast with um, Flynn Rider and Rapunzel, etc., was like $34. So I was like, oh, that's a bargain. So I went, and it was 40 which is not a big deal, but still not, not as advertised. So I'm just going to give you some tips for doing character dining in the cheapest way possible and still have the best experience. So first of all, breakfast is going to be the cheaper, cheapest, but don't think cheap. Like it's still going to be around $40 for adults and $25 for kids. If you can get a character meal for anything less than that, consider it a bargain. So your cheapest options are going to be the Crystal Palace at Magic Kingdom, which is Winnie the Pooh and Friends, Tusker House at Animal Kingdom, which is the Fab Four, I think it's everyone except Pluto. Um, and then Ohana at the Polynesian, which is Mickey, Stitch, and 1900 Park Fair, which is a nice mix of characters. It is Mary Poppins, Alice in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter, and a few others occasionally. Now this all applies if you are paying out of pocket, but if you are on the Disney dining plan, character meals tend to be an awesome value on the dining plan in general. So Akershus Royal Banquet Hall is my top pick for great value on the dining plan. And I have had the most lovely experience there with my little daughter meeting the princesses there. And I'm going to link to the review I did of Akershus in the show notes. But any lunch or dinner meal is usually going to be a good value at any character dining location on the dining plan. And I... I estimate $45 about the value of a table service credit on the dining plan, and most character meal, lunch, and dinner are going to be over that. Now, people ask about Cinderella's Royal Table a lot. It's the only two table service credit character meal. You can meet characters at... Um, some of the shows, the dinner shows, which are two table service credits as well, but people ask a lot about Cinderella Royal Table, and is it a good deal? Well, it's around $80 per person out of pocket and $65 per child. And on the dining plan, yes, I would say, if it's something you want to do and you want to eat in that setting and it's something that's high on your priority list, absolutely do it on the dining plan out of pocket. I do not know, that is rough. I've only done it on the dining plan and I felt like it wasn't too much of a stretch in terms of, you know, I got my value. Now, if you are paying out of pocket or even if you're using the Disney dining plan, one way to save is to pay for the meal or the dining plan with discount Disney gift cards, which can easily save you an extra five or 10% off the cost of that meal. So I will put a link in the show notes to my ways to get discount Disney gift cards if you're not familiar with that. Moving on a bit about scheduled meets in the parks. So these are always changing. 
characters, the times at which they meet, and sometimes even the locations can change at the drop of a hat. So I always suggest checking the Disney World website calendar for your visit. And that usually comes out about six months ahead of time. So you're not gonna be able to plan for a year in advance, but about six months in advance, you usually can get information about the character meets. And I'll leave a link to that calendar, direct to that calendar in the show notes. And always, I suggest getting a times guide when you enter the park. So you can get this in addition to the park map. It's usually where you get the park map. You can also get a times guide. And it is printed, I believe, once a week or maybe even daily with the most current times and closures and everything. And it's just on a, like a piece of cardstock. And that will give you the reliable times where you can find the characters and the location. So just an example, like you can meet Alice in the UK Pavilion in Epcot. And her meeting times are 1130, 420, 520. And that is pulled from the Disney World website for like today, the day I'm recording this podcast. So one tip is to, if you can find the location, line up a bit in advance of that time. And um, most people won't know what's going on there. And you'll usually be towards the front of the line. You won't have to wait very long. So maybe 10 minutes before the schedule start or even 15, there will be people there already at that point, but you'll still get a good place in line and you won't have to wait too long. And last, meeting characters at special events. So there are characters at the Halloween party and the Christmas party that you can only meet there. Jack Skellington is a good example at the Halloween party. He doesn't really appear any other time at Disney World. And the characters are a big draw for people at these parties. So my caution about these is don't go expecting an empty park. It's never going to be empty. Disney has recently been kind of overselling these events. And so depending on when you go, it may be quite crowded and the, the lines to me, the high demand characters could be very long. So these are my tips for going without big crowds and for the cheapest because these uh, tickets are priced according to demand. So the least demand days will be the least crowded and they will be the cheapest to go. So these would be earlier in the season. So for example, uh, for the Halloween party going and I know August sounds nuts to go to a Halloween party, but there are many parties in August. But September, I think, is the best month to go. So go, don't go, expect to go right before Halloween and have the best experience. Try to go earlier in the season for the Christmas party. Go in November if you can. And also to go during the week because these parties are a big draw for locals. So Friday night parties are going to be the worst. I don't know if there's any Saturday night. And Sunday night parties are kind of bad too because it's still a weekend. So if you can go to a Tuesday night party kind of early in the season, you can expect to meet a lot of characters without much waiting. Okay, so I hope all of that helped you wrap your mind around visiting the Disney World characters without shelling out tons of extra cash. You definitely can do it and you can have a lovely time. You don't have to spend a fortune to have a great time meeting the characters at Disney World. Before I end the show, I do want to answer a few really good questions that have been asked recently in the Budget Mouse Facebook group. So if you haven't joined yet, head to Facebook and search for the Budget Mouse. We have a free private Facebook group that's just for listeners of this show and readers of my site. So ask to join and me or one of the other admins will add you to the group. So here are the questions that I thought would be helpful to lots of people. Jessica asked, do the resorts on property offer babysitting services? Hubby and I are hoping to have a dinner alone one night when we are there. Thanks. So the answer is yes, though I have bad news. It's very expensive. So independent childcare provider Kids Night Out offers one-to-one -one babysitting at the Walt Disney World Resort in your hotel room. And this is for children six months to 12 years of age. I had to do a little digging to get the current prices. So this is the price. First of all, I have to say, there's a four hour minimum. 
So this is an investment in your in your evening out. It's not just like you're going to get dinner for an hour and coming back. So at a four hour minimum, the cost for one child is $20 an hour, two children $23 per hour, $26 an hour for three children, four children $29 an hour, and it went up. If you, I think that's the maximum. I don't know how many kids they can handle. There's also a $12 transportation charge that is added on top of that. So if you just have one child, the minimum you're looking at is $92 in addition to the cost of your dinner out. So you, I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can get more information about it. So it, that may be totally worth it to you because you don't get to go out at, at all at home and you're on vacation and it's nothing to you to spend that. So just know that that's what you're getting into. Okay, so Chelsea asked, is there a second entrance to Animal Kingdom? In all my podcast listening, I never knew. Does anyone know if it's open first thing? So this entrance that Chelsea is talking about is inside the Rainforest Cafe. So if you're looking at the front entrance to Animal Kingdom, you'll see on the left side, there is a Rainforest Cafe. So if you go into the restaurant and through the shop there, there is a separate entrance to Animal Kingdom that's right there. My advice is to not bother because it's going to take a long time. It's just one little turnstile entrance and um, it's much faster to go through the main gate. I believe it is open first thing, but I think it's going to take you longer to go through there. So unfortunately, it's not a good hack in my experience. Lynn asked, how soon before a trip do magic bands arrive? Do you get a shipping notice? How do they arrive and is the box marked? These are really good questions that I had never thought to address in my post about magic bands. So I'm going to go back and add it. So yes, they arrive about three to four weeks before your trip. You do get a shipping notice in my Disney experience. So it's a little like a little alert at the top of the page if you're on um, the web version of it. I don't know if you get an alert in the app, but you definitely do on the web version of it. And it will give you the tracking. It's um, UP, USPS, sorry, it's the Postal Service. And they arrived in an unmarked box, a little cardboard box that's not marked in any way. So if you're trying to keep a trip secret and you don't want your kiddos or I don't know, spouse to know um, that that is how they arrive. So you don't have to worry about intercepting them in the mail. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. And you can find me in many different ways. You can find me on in the Facebook group. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Budget Mouse. You can follow me on Pinterest and get all of my content that I'm pinning all the time. And I'm the Budget Mouse on Pinterest as well. And you can also find me on the website. So you can always leave me a comment in any post on thebudgetmouse.com or on thefrugalsouth.com where there is lots of Disney content as well. So thanks again, everyone, and have a magical day. Here are a few outtakes for your listening pleasure. Eat a meal with the characters. And these can be, I don't know, dumb. What was I going to say? They do sign autographs. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Why why am I saying that? And then 1900 Park Fair, which is a nice mix. It's Mary Poppins. I don't know who else. Darn it. However, that is just up to you. I don't know.